0: Radio. Yes, talk radio. So
1: boring, man.
0: 115
1: 106. They're on their feet at Scotiabank Arena. Game one of the NBA.
0: underestimated greatly, most number ones ever, how long did it really take me, the part I love most is they need me more than they hate me, so they never take shots, I got everybody on safety, I can load every gun with bullets that fire backwards, you probably wouldn't lose a single rapper,
1: for May 4th, May 4th,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for June 5th, 2019, I am Bruce Pataglia of puck77.com.
0: Happy birthday, Abby. Mm. Um, mm. And I am James Cole of puck77. Wowzers. What, night, a,
1: what, a, what two weeks off will do to you. And you went on vacation. I didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, like. Like, I went somewhere, but not. I, you were drinking more than I did.
0: Yeah, go for sure. But you good? Like, I'll be all right. You have a good May? Yeah,
1: hopefully, like, the next, like, maybe 30 minutes. It might be, like, a slow 30 minutes to get into it here, but, you know, I'll get into it eventually. Mm -hmm. How was your trip? You went, uh, well, for those of you who aren't aware at this point, we didn't do a podcast last week. Um, mostly, mostly James's fault, but also partially mine. I tried to fill in for you, and no one could do it. So, uh, instead of Trying to go down that rabbit hole of the solo podcast that you, uh, proved to all of us is not a great I was idea. Say, yeah. Um, I decided to just nix it last week. So, okay.
0: uh, so, yeah. It was great. Uh, I had a, had a fantastic time. Uh, ate too much, drank too much, and, uh, maybe shopped a little too much, and, uh... Sure. Uh, and it was good. We got, uh, got down to see Greta Van Fleet. Uh, they are, uh, quite the performance live. If you ever get the chance, I do, I do recommend. Um... And I uh, saw a Blue Jays game. They actually won a game, which was nice, you know, because I didn't waste my money, I guess, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, How many
1: Jays games have you seen in your lifetime? Two. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I thought it was like 12 or 14. No. Have, they, have you seen them win? Both times. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That was the second one? Yeah. That was the second Blue Jays game you've ever seen. Yes, sir. First that's crazy. Toronto. I've seen more Blue Jays games than you. I've seen, like, four or
0: five. Yeah, you're a seasoned vet at this point. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of... You the know, only downside was that we we got in um, the day after uh, the Bucks uh, lost the Raps, and we mm. left the day before the Raps hosted the Warriors. So we just mm. kind of missed the the intensity of the Raptors. You know, I, w- I would have liked to have been there, like, game day, kind of walking around, experiencing taking it all in, but... Yeah. Ho-hum. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What the hell does "ho hum" mean anyway? I wanted to ask you that before because I've heard you're. I'm not saying like you're an idiot. I've heard it said before. What is it? Is it just a saying that no one knows what it means?
0: I, I think I, I don't know. I just always take it to be one of those things you just say when you've got no answer for the problem and say "la vie," mm. la, let let be lived. So you're
1: already an idiot because you don't have an answer, and then it's time to just make up a thing. Ho hum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving uh, along. Maybe it's a St. Louis saying could be. Yeah. All that toasted ravioli starts to go to your head after a while. Before we get there, uh you did mention the Raptors. We probably should talk about the Toronto Raptors. Uh tied 1-1 in the series against Golden State Warriors. Welcome to Laced Up a Baseball Podcast as we'll talk about Jays and then we'll talk about the, some basketball, you know. It's yeah. just the ball podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 1-1. That's it's kind of it's kind of huge, I guess. I mean, like a lot of people take it's pretty huge. A lot of people took them to get swept. So Yeah.
1: Which is kind of fair, to be honest with you. It's not like a like if you took the Raptors to get swept. It's definitely not like a
0: slight to the Raptors. I don't think. Maybe some people, no. But like you know, getting swept in basketball isn't even all that bad because like you could you could literally dominate an entire game and then just lose have like five on the bad last yeah, yeah you could just not yeah. score the last basket of the game and it's like yeah we. Probably should have won, but we didn't, so... Yeah,
1: basketball is the ultimate, like, you can't let your guard down sport, I think, because it's, it's a lot kind of harder to to trudge your way back in a lot of cases, yeah. you know? If you're down 25, you're down 25 for sure, you know? If you're down 10... Apparently, like, in football, if you're down 25 or 28, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So, have you watched many of the games? Have you watched much? Have you Have been watching I think, a lot? I think I've
0: seen it all since... Um... I watched uh, a little bit of the semis against the uh, Sixers. Oh, I just meant the finals. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've watched both games. Both games. Been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow Night, I will be working. I will have the game on. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like this, this, is, this is something that I'm fully invested in. I think a lot of Canadians at this point are, are getting behind them. And I think it's good because, I mean, I always hate the argument about these, you know, the bandwagoners yeah. r- are kind of ruining it. And it's like... Yeah, but yeah, this is a good ruin- way...
1: See, now, ruining it, I always think, is a stupid thing. Like, to call someone a bandwagoner, sure. How do bandwagoners ruin anything? Well, like, is I there- guess
0: maybe part of the part of the issue is, like... So now, Jurassic Park has become this whole big thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's people maybe there that don't know what a pick-and-roll is. Or, sure. you know, like, just don't watch basketball. But they happen to get there early, so now they're... Maybe taking a spot in the audience mm-hmm. that someone else deserves. Nah, That's not the right way to nah, say it. But If you
1: get there early enough, fuck the other guys. You know what? Uh, uh,
0: oh, I agree. It,
1: just because you know what a pick and roll is. If you didn't get to Jurassic Park earlier enough and other people did, fuck you. Maybe you're not the real fan. Mm. You know, it's all about entertainment to me. So it's like, what the hell's the difference? Like, yeah. you know, it, it's not a competition of who's the greatest fan. We're all just trying to band together. We're trying to enjoy the experience, you know. As a, as a fan base, and, like, in a unique sense, we can say, as a country, um, which is not always the case. But, like, I mean, you know, like, you can't honestly tell me everyone in St. Louis is a fucking Blues fan every day of the year.
0: Oh, they don't have many teams to cheer for, so maybe. You know,
1: maybe. <laughs> but maybe, like, you know what I mean? I'm just saying there's probably people that didn't even like basketball a couple months ago sure. that are watching basketball. Yeah. Um, You know, and same thing with hockey. Like, that's just kind of the way she goes.
0: Yeah. You, you know? know, like, for me at this point, I'm... I, I enjoy the sport uh, I enjoy the sport to a point but then like I, like I want to see a live game because I, I feel like that would mm-hmm. totally draw me in
1: yeah I would I would have I've, I've just never had, recommend
0: every every time I go either like down in Minneapolis or to Toronto it just seems like those those teams are never in town when I'm yeah. there. because I would to, I would 100 go to an NBA game if I had the chance. I just never seem to be yeah. in the right spot at the right time. See and
1: that's a tough thing is like I, I rarely go to Toronto during like the winter. Like if I'm ever there, I'm there during the summer. There's no Raptors. There's no Leafs. Um, I was there maybe two years ago, three years ago, and I went to the the Leafs game the one night and the Raptors game the next night. So if there's like an opportunity this coming season, you and I should definitely do that and try to try to get you to a ball game.
0: Yeah, that that you know? would be fantastic. Because let
1: me tell you, it's awesome. It's yeah. uh, it's worth the hype. Big fan. Yeah, let's go. Uh, in the spirit of the NBA playoffs, I thought I would uh, I'd give you a little bit of a game this week. But it's not over-unders, so we're going to give you another week off there to kind of, you know, build some momentum here under you. Games Actually, for James. I feel like you won, like, two or three weeks in a row over-unders, and now you're going to have, like, three weeks off, and it's just going to... You had a nice rhythm going, and now you're screwed.
0: Yeah, would to kill momentum.
1: Yeah, well, that was the plan. Um, So this week, it's a bit of a different game. Uh, this game is called Rapper, Raptor, or Masters. I'm gonna give you a name, James, and you have to tell me if the name is either a famous rapper, a former Toronto raptor, or a golfer who has won the Masters PGA Masters tournament.
0: Okay, so just a little a little sidebar here. I'm assuming when you're talking mm-hmm. rapper, you're not gonna say like Little Nas. Tell me I'm, tell me Jay Z's to... real name. Exactly. <laughs> Like, no
1: no this is going to be their actual birth name ugh. and you know the name that would appear on their like uh identification i mean they were the real the the thing with this is you would have no idea uh, to really know who most of these people are anyway but i just kind of want to see if you can get you know uh, a feel for the cultural milieu uh that their names maybe represent or something yeah sure.
0: yeah all right okay hurt you me. ready
1: all right james The first name, Gerald Gillum. Now, you don't need to tell me many details about what you think they are. You just need to tell me, are they a rapper, a raptor, or a master? It was going to be an actor, which I thought was way harder. Mm.
0: Um, Gerald Gillum. Sounds like a rapper.
1: You are correct, James. Uh, That is the rapper currently known as g Easy. Ah, yeah. A couple G's. I get it. I just thought it was a stupid name. I get it. Uh, you're one for one. Nice. Your second name, Pops Mensa Bonsu.
0: I'll say that's a Raptor.
1: That is a former Raptor. Pops Mensa Bonsu played for the Raptors from 2008 to 2010. All so right. you're, you're two for two. Uh, your third name, Oliver Miller. Rapper. Uh, you are incorrect. Uh, Oliver Miller was on the inaugural Toronto Raptors team in 1995. He played there from 1995 to 1997. Huh, you right.
0: two for three. Good for him. Yes.
1: Raymond Floyd. Masters. Uh, Raymond Floyd won the Masters in 1976. You're three for four. Look at you. Yeah. It's almost like you studied somehow. Loving it. You knew it ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, your fifth name. Jason Harrow.
0: Hmm. Can you spell Harrow?
1: Arrow with an H at the at the front.
0: All right, I was making sure it wasn't French. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> would that have changed anything for you? Well,
0: I would. Just, like, I know that the, no Frenchman has won the Masters since 1928, and I know that not a lot of French people are in the rap business. Know so that is that true since 1928? Something like that. It, it's okay. it's been a long drought. Um. Harrow. I'm, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go rapper.
1: You are correct. Jason Harrow is, uh, the artist formerly known as Cardinal Officiel. Never That's heard his real him. name. You've, well, Toronto-born Cardinal Officiel. Your sixth name, Jared Bayliss. Jared Bayless. Hmm.
0: Father of Skip.
1: Yes. No.
0: Hmm. Maybe. Um, I'm going to go Masters.
1: Jared Bayless played for the Toronto Raptors from 2010 to 2012. You are four for six, my all good sir. All right. Your seventh name, Chancellor Bennett.
0: Hmm. Chancellor. Evening, Chancellor. <laughs> um, Masters.
1: See... Now, I thought this one was going to be interesting. You were either going to get it right away or it was going to trip you up, and it ended up tripping you up. Uh, it was right there in front of you. Chancellor Bennett is the rapper formerly known as Chance the Rapper. Hmm. Yep, so you're you're four for seven. I see. Let's do that hockey. Uh, number eight. Yeah, I love how this, this is a great hockey podcast so far. Uh, Trevor Immelman. Trevor Immelman.
0: Immelman. Do you have the origin?
1: Like... Where where does it descend from? Yeah. Well, the gentleman is from the Netherlands. I am not sure if it's a Dutch name, per se. Mm. <laughs> Immelman.
0: I'll, I'll go Raptor.
1: Uh, Trevor Immelman won the Masters mm. in 2008.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, you're four for eight. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And number nine, William Leonard Roberts. Not Robert Sean Leonard. Raptor. Uh, William Leonard Roberts is the birth name of famous rapper, rapper Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Four for nine. You
0: saying Rick Ross isn't his real name? No. You couldn't have come up with something better and more creative than Rick
1: Rick, Ross. Rick Ross is badass. The guy might be. The name isn't. No, whatever. Uh, You have a chance to tie it up here and go for your tiebreaker. Oh, fantastic! Uh, You got to win this one here. The name I'm looking for, Quincy Acey.
0: Oh, that's a Raptor.
1: That is a Raptor. I should have taken him out today because uh, he's currently still active in 2K, which I know you were playing today. Uh, Quincy Acey was a Raptor from 2012 to 2014. The name I'm looking for, James, is he a rapper, Raptor, or Masters champion? Chris Bridges.
0: That is the given name of uh, the rapper Ludacris. There
1: it is. Jimmy, what a come from behind victory there. How do you feel about that?
0: That's fantastic. Good you know, for you. Uh, it was nice to have a little change of pace from the uh, statistical analysis of who had the best J.A. Kelly Rudy's career. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I really wanted to stump you with that last one because I knew you knew it, and I was just hoping you would just fuck it up still. Nah. You know? Nope. That was like the fastball down the middle with the bases loaded. It was like, fuck it. You down know? Out of the park. Yep. Um, should we talk some hockey?
0: May as well. I know it better than I know former Raptor, Raptors, yeah. and well, Masters champions. We'll,
1: well, we'll be the judge about that. We, we'll, we'll see. We got a lot of stuff to get to here since you were fucking around last week. Nice. Uh, Kevin Hayes was traded from the Winnipeg Jets to the Philadelphia Flyers for a fifth-round pick. Now, if you're thinking that uh, sounds like a very, very low, low price, Uh, Kevin Hayes is set to be an unrestricted free agent come July 1st. Um, Hayes is expected to sign in Philadelphia. It's not just a, we'll trade the rights and see what happens kind of thing. Um, Six years, or sorry, six million per year, multiple years is the report. Um, now I wasn't really going to talk about the trade. There's not much to talk about the trade there. Uh, but do you, do you, do you like Kevin Hayes as a fit in Philadelphia?
0: I'm not sure. Um, it's weird, eh? Yeah.
1: I don't really know how to feel about this one. Like all signs point to yes, but it's like Philly is kind of starting to be the sneaky Carolina in a sense. Where, like, for a few years now, Philadelphia's, like, made one move or had, like, one player coming in. It's like, that's going to be the piece. And then, like, as soon as one new player comes in, it's like one of the players they were counting on to be good turns out to be dog shit. Like, they just can't seem to find this healthy balance within their core. It's like a a revolving door, almost, at this point.
0: I, I, I think, like, was Kevin Hayes in New York when... Alan Vigneault was yes, so there's a bit of a connection there. Yeah, he played. I uh, he played quite a while for Alain,
1: Alain yeah, Vigneault. C- Vigneault's only remember. been out in New York for a year, so most of his career it was David Quinn's first year this year.
0: Why don't I think Vigneault's been gone for like four years? It
1: feels like four years.
0: Okay, that's fair. I don't know. Maybe yeah, because I've... the
1: Rangers haven't been to like to a, to a conference final in yeah. like four years.
0: I uh, I I think like obviously there's something there, but. I kind of look at Philadelphia as a team that needs to get quicker, not necessarily bigger, and nothing against Kevin Hayes because I think Kevin Hayes is a fine hockey player, and I'm sure he's going to help the organization out the best that he can. But I just look at their roster, and it, it's a lot of big boys down the middle, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sure, Boston and St. Louis are the teams in the finals, and yeah, maybe there's something to be said that you want to kind of go for that kind of you know, makeshift of your lineup, but... Yeah, I mean, that was the Jets'
1: idea with getting Hayes, yeah, too, right? exactly. Like, so,
0: I don't know. I just don't know if it's right for Philadelphia long-term. Maybe, it, maybe it's a quick fix now, but those big guys don't tend to last long, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I can't really comment on whether or not I like the contract yet because we don't actually know how many years this is going to be. Uh, if this is like a two to three year deal, I absolutely love it. If it's like a six to eight year deal, I'm kind of skeptical about it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hayes had a career high fifty six points this season, or fifty four, sorry, um, forty two and fifty one with the Rangers, and then twelve and twenty with the Jets. Um, I like Kevin Hayes as a hockey player. I think he's a good hockey player. Um, but yeah, you're 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 right here in the sense that like this move doesn't put the Flyers over the top. And if you're Kevin Hayes and you're at this stage of your career and you kind of, you know, you're a 27-year-old unrestricted free agent, like, you really can, you know, call your shot here and and really, like, kind of try to hit a home run. Like, wouldn't you want to be a complimentary piece in, like, Colorado or somewhere out west where it's, like, a bigger, heavier game than it is out east? East is speed. They don't really need your size out there. Like, I don't know if maybe he found because... The East is smaller. It gave him an advantage when he was with the Rangers. Yeah. Like, maybe that. But I, I I don't know. I don't really get it. I don't think the Flyers are all that close to a cup. And I'm not really sure how soon they're going to be because I haven't really loved Cliff Fletcher's, or Cliff Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher, so far as their GM. Um, I don't know. Like, they have good prospects there. They're in a good position in that sense. But I, I don't really know if this move does anything for Philadelphia. They need to add bodies on the back end. They need to, you know, kind of get a team identity, and their identity at this point is that they just have a lot of big bodies, but they're not overly physical.
0: You're rolling the dice with Carter Hart as your guy too. Like that's well, for sure. I, I look at he their, could take a step
1: back next year. He's I look at their old.
0: offense. I like the makeup of their their forward group. I think that I think the time is kind of now for a lot of those guys, and maybe this is some sort of like kind of hail mary uh, season for uh, the bulk of this roster because, like, Claude Giroux is 31 at this point. You know, he's getting to the point in his career where Claude it's going to come or it's not in Philadelphia, and, and you got to make those tough decisions at some point. But, for now, he remains. He's the captain. Uh, he's probably, probably their best player. Um, you have to think that you're expecting more out of Nolan Patrick this year. Um, and... If it all comes together, I, I like it. I, they got a lot of good pieces up front. Sean Couturier, one of the best shutdown defensemen, both going both ways of the ice. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, a great guy to have on the power play, down in front of the net. They just, you know what I mean? Like they got those character specialty pieces almost. But you're right; it's the back end that's the problem. Um, outside of Shane Goss spare, there's nothing to get excited about with this lineup. Like Ivan Provorov, for sure, still doesn't have a contract though. You have to assume that's coming. That's got to be. Provorov's going to
1: be tough too, because Provorov took a major step back last year. So, you know how how like Provorov might be the most difficult restricted free agent on the market. I think to evaluate, like it's not even Line really. Like you know Line is talented. Do you actually know Provorov's talented? Because for years it's kind of been he's getting there, he's getting there, and then last year he was horrifying a lot of nights. So. You know, did that have to do with him still being hurt from the previous year? Injury maybe didn't heal right? Like, Philadelphia has a history of forcing guys to play through injuries that they probably shouldn't be playing through. He hasn't missed Um, a game in
0: his career. So, so, well, and
1: that's exactly it, right? Like, fucking, you know, they forced Wayne Simmons to play on that knee a couple years ago, and he's never been the same. So, Mm -hmm. you know, is this something that maybe he should have been rehabbing from this year and not playing quite as much? Like, I, I don't really know. But regardless, it's played into his value. So, yeah, I don't know. Philly's a weird team.
0: It'd be interesting to see. I'm. Um, they're they're definitely a wild card this year, depending on, uh, you know how their off season goes. If they can bring in a piece on the back end and maybe put six guys in the ice that can compete night sure. in night out, but it's gonna be tough. Okay.
1: The uh, Edmonton Oilers found a head coach.
0: Now I'm curious as to why you're playing the song. Oh, this fucking... You don't like Dave Tippett?
1: Not really. No.
0: Alright.
1: Not, not in this particular situation.
0: Okay. Show your work.
1: I didn't like anything Dave Tippett had to say in his press conference.
0: Okay. See, I didn't see the press conference. Like, so.
1: he contradicted himself multiple times... He was blaming, like, him being a defensive coach on him having to work with what he had in Arizona, which, like, may or may not be true, but, like, I don't know, man. He says he's an offensive coach, but he hasn't been an offensive coach in the NHL for, like, 10 years. So, it's just, like, and I mean, like, I don't even know if Dallas was all that offensive either when he was there, like... That was another thing. He kind of made it seem like, you know, we were a lot more offensive when I was in Dallas. Yeah, I don't know. You had Brad Richards for sure, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I I just, uh, to me, this is still a hiring of like another guy where it's like, there's a lot of question marks, I think, because he's already made a decent amount of mistakes as an NHL coach. I like Dave Tippett's approach. Like, I think one good thing about Dave Tippett that the Oilers haven't had through their last, I don't know, two coaches, maybe it's hard to keep track of all 14 coaches they've had in the last two years, but um, is that he's a player's coach. He's a lot more approachable. He seems like he's probably a lot more fun, which I think is going to help. But I I don't know if this was the guy. I just, I don't don't know. I want to believe it is because I'm just sick of this team. I'm sick of this gong show, this revolving door. I just want Tippett to like, you know, bring them to the promised land. I just don't know if he will. But I have my doubts about Holland too, and maybe they'll both prove me wrong. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't hate this one. You gotta, you gotta consider what was available as well. And
1: see, you keep coming back to that, man. Like, I'd rather take a chance on a guy who is just trying some new stuff, based on a guy who's like fucked up in the past. You know?
0: But is Edmonton going to let you get away with that? Like, you can you can get away with that in Phoenix, you can get away with that in See, Anaheim. The you... thing
1: with Edmonton is Edmonton has kind of... I mean, I guess they've hired guys, too, that were new and were, you know, framed to be not good coaches. But, like, most of their coaches they've hired in the last... This is an insane sentence. Uh, most of the coaches they've hired in the last nine years, you know, like, seven of the ten or whatever the fucking number is, have been like rehashed like you know what I mean like tracing back to a different job like a rehire kind of sure thing. I, I it's just it's never worked out either
0: I mean they like were I guess there that, is no
1: perfect answer in that in yeah, that question but
0: they were the team that gave Dallas Eakins his shot and sure he got ran out of town pretty quick yeah um, and that
1: was you know not his fault exactly and Ralph Kruger was not his fault but like but that's I, the thing. I, mean, I would say Tom Rennie. It was his fault. That's I would thing say about Ken team, Hitchcock. Though, is, it is is was that his fault.
0: The media is so involved in the decision making. Mm-hmm. It seems with this team. Like, you how do you how do you justify going back to another like NCAA head coach who might have a good resume at that level and be young enough and be willing to try these things and convince him to come to Edmonton when he can sit there and say, you guys have had nine coaches in the last ten years why would I want to jeopardize my career? Because Dallas Eakins has been cast aside in the minors ever since. Mm-hmm. He just now is probably going to get back in the NHL. More than likely. And he probably has deserved to be in the NHL for the last couple of seasons. But this black mark on his resume, because he happened to coach them and at at their worst and just couldn't yeah. bring it together, has... Yeah, I
1: mean, like, in, you know... You make the same argument for Ralph Kruger and Todd Nelson, I would say, too. Like, those are two guys Probably. as well that, you know, Ralph Kruger was really highly touted back then, let alone now. Like, now now he's not nearly highly as touted because he's, quote-unquote, air, like, air quotes, fucked up. But he didn't, really. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it, it's, I guess there is no perfect answer. Like, you know what I mean? We could each make a counterpoint, and it, the point is the same, is that, None of these coaches have worked out in the past. It's nice that you have a veteran guy who can handle himself, but pretty much most of the guys who are like around the American Hockey League should be able to handle themselves in the NHL. Most of, you know, I'm sure there's a couple coaches oh, who would get, uh, get an NHL yeah. job and fucking get the yips all of a sudden and you know panic uh, half the nights sure. in front of the media. Like uh, like fucking Charlie Montoyo for the Jays looks like he's nervous all the time, but he's doing a fine job. Yeah. He's just kind of you know, jittery a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't love it. I'm really skeptical because he's been out of the game for a long time. And the, the last time he did a really, really good job with the team was a really long time ago. So I think he might've got a Jack Adams nomination when he was he in, one. in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know if that helps or hurts his case, but right. you know, I, was I guess win, technically so. it helps. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, the funny thing is, is, like, my argument would be, like, I'd rather go with, like, a Todd Nelson. But the Oilers won't go with Todd Nelson, because they ruined him. Yeah. So.
0: No, I don't know. It's, I don't think there was ever going to be a right answer with this team.
1: You never, you never really would have known it when it happened. That That's the point, I think, right? Is like, if they would have gone with, I don't know, say they hired Lane Lambert. Like, I would have loved that, because I think that's something different. It's a guy who has deserved a job and has never proven any otherwise. Like, you know, and maybe you wouldn't have loved it, because it's a guy, it's like, well, how do you handle yourself in the Edmonton media, considering you've never had an NHL head coaching job? You know, like, you can make the point either way, I think, so it's tough. I don't like it. I guess you do. I like Dave Tippett. I'm just skeptical.
0: Yeah, I I like it given where they're at, because you have to think, like they had to have offered Quenville something, but Quenville took lo- one look at that team and said, "No, I'm not going to come coach in Edmonton." Yeah. Not because I don't want to coach Connor McDavid. Um, not because
1: yeah, no one's no one's saying no because of Connor McDavid. Exactly. That's for sure.
0: They're saying no because of where Edmonton is, how they've treated the coaches that they've had, and a lot of that falls on the media's shoulders. And I don't blame them. Like I I, I would not blame anyone for not going to that club to coach this team. And I, I think it's it's good of Dave Tippett to step up and take that role. Maybe it's the only opportunity he's going to get. Maybe there was no other offers on the table for him, and this was him begrudgingly, you know, saying I got to put food on the table. But he's here. I I look at his body of work, most recently with Arizona. Obviously, look, that wasn't a great club. And I don't think you can put a lot of the blame on Dave Tippett in those situations because up until. Yeah. Up until that last season, the management in Arizona was unwilling to change and unwilling to bring in new pieces. My and, thoughts and John Chica just kind of came in and said, I want my guy, and sorry, you got to go. Did Chica so, fire Tippett? Yeah.
1: Chica's been there that long. Eh? Holy shit. Um, yeah, like, uh, it's just Tippett was a guy I always kind of had my eye on while he was in Arizona. And I never thought Arizona had, like, I never blamed it on the teams or Tippett. Like, I just, I always thought Tippett didn't do a good enough job, but the teams also weren't that amazing. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, nobody really ever stepped up to the plate, it felt like. Like, Tippett nor the team. Uh So, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Tippett was the right coach for those teams, but were they bad enough that he was the right coach and maybe we don't realize it. Like, I don't know. But anyway, it's, uh, it's another rehash, it's another rehire, and Hopefully he can. Uh, hopefully he has a nice time with Mark Spector there. I'm sure they're uh, they're gonna get along just fine. Um, the Stanley Cup Finals
0: are on. Yeah.
1: Are happening. Um, your thoughts, sir?
0: Haven't watched a lot.
1: <laughs> I'll
0: come out and say it.
1: The best part about this is I've got uh, on our on our breakdown here for the week. I have games one, two, three of the Stanley Cup Final, and I honestly. Had we not gone out to watch the game last night, uh, I would have forgot there was a fourth series tied two-two.
0: Yep, it is. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really dive into how the games have looked. Um, I'm sure they've been entertaining. I'm sure Bobby Orr's been talked about many times. Um, I yeah. can I can say that the Blues uh, have seemed to uh, have found an answer for uh, the tenacity of the Boston Bruins and that begins and ends by breaking down Chara's jaw apparently that's all you have to do to stop yeah that defense yeah that's sounds great.
1: like chara's out game 5 possibly 6 and 7 depending how everything uh, goes yeah. but
0: i mean it would have to be pretty dire i i, I don't know for him to get back yeah. in at this point
1: yeah like that's a thing eh? is like how much better is chara than the next guy at this point like yeah. I I I you and I had this discussion like a month ago on the podcast like typically I would argue that you know like a let's say cuz I think this was the argument like Jake Gardner at 80% is better than like fucking I don't know Callie Rosen at 100%. Like and that's how I feel and you didn't feel that way. Most of the Bruins healthy scratch defensemen are better at 100% than Chara's at At 100% (laughs)
0: Like
1: You know what I mean So like If Chara's like 50% Or 30% How fucking good Is he gonna be Yeah Like unless you wanna dress 11 forwards And 6D And Chara's Or sorry It's 11 forwards And 7D And Chara just sits there And that way you got Chara on the bench Like that would be more helpful Than putting him on the ice Or in the press box Probably But I don't know if They're gonna do that (laughs) Like And how much is he gonna say If his jaw's broken That's another thing (laughs) You
0: know? Like, what? Bruce, you had to do on the bench tonight. Uh, how, help, how helpful was he uh, in leading this team to the victory tonight? Well, you know, I thought uh, the way that he was able to, to get water for Tory
1: Krug when he was starting to cramp up there in the second, you know, it uh, was, uh, you know, Tori didn't have a chance to drink a lot of water. You know, he was out at Boston Market all day, uh, dunking donuts, so he didn't have a lot of time, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hit. It's it Maybe it hurts Boston, you're right. Like, maybe they just plug in someone else that's just as capable of doing the job as... Chara was, but uh, no, I don't know, like from, from an outside perspective looking in, like it's been back and forth, uh, home ice hasn't really seemed to benefit either team yet, um, they head back to Boston for game five uh, it's best of three at this point and uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make a more conscious effort to try to watch these final three games, sure. but the Raptors, yeah, see, man, Raptors
1: the, the, the thing for you man, is like I don't have to write anything about the St. Louis Blues this summer or the Boston Bruins. Like, basically not one word unless, like, the Jets fucking sign Carl Gunnarsson or something this summer, you know? Like, the Blues won't even really come up other than, like, the Blues and Jets series. I'm good. There's a real possibility that someone's going to tap you on the shoulder in the next few months. Be like, hey, can you write an article about this? And it's like, oh, no, I have to mention that they won the Stanley Cup. Oh no, and you like don't know anything about it. You gotta research the finals. Yeah. Re watch all the watch games, games just so you Game fucking yeah, yeah, it's like july tenth, you're sitting on the fucking deck. Yeah. Sounds terrible.
0: It's not what I was not what I invested in when I picked Yeah, the exactly. Blues in November. You were
1: getting all excited, right? And then the fucking finals happens and you're like, Oh, it's against Boston. Well, I just won't watch it. No 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 no. You watch. You watch yeah. the games, you watch now.
0: No, I don't know. Uh Tarasenko, he's keeping it hot, the uh, the offense in St. Louis uh, looked like it was going to dry up there at the beginning, and uh, they've, they've bounced back nicely in the last uh, couple games. Some optimism there. Biddington apparently is unbeatable, now, uh, except for when he gets beat, and well, then he's unbeatable.
1: See, now, and that brings me to my next point, though. Uh, the biggest thing about this series that has reminded me that this fucking league is, is, is fucking sick in the head is the fact that the narrative of Bennington always bounces back. And he's got the edge over Tuka Rask. Well, like... But Tuka Rask also has the same bounce-back numbers as Jordan Bennington does this year. So, like, it aren't in theory they just going to alternate wins until, like, Rask wins Game 7? Like, Bennington's still going to fucking lose then. But it's like, all you hear about is Bennington good in bounce-back games. Well, that's not good enough. He needs to be good all of the games now. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, but so, you is, know? so is Rask. But he will be. Well, he hasn't been.
1: Because he's just coming off a of loss, buddy. He's going to bounce back tonight. That's what I'm saying. Or tomorrow. Tonight? Recording this
0: tomorrow. Yeah. We be better tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I just
1: think it's funny. Like, the the way that they spin the narratives, like, all these times, it's just like, sometimes it's just stupid.
0: No, it, it definitely is. It's just, it, it is, we're talking about a kid that's played 40 games at the initial level. I, I have never... never
1: I've never bought into the uh, the the numbers uh, on a loss or, like, the record on a bounce, like, a back-to-back or shit like that. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, the circumstantial stats like that sometimes I, I can't get into. No,
0: just, the goalie's
1: just... records after a loss. Like, whatever. No, like, just... every goalie is... Every goalie's fucked in the head. They should be able to go into the net the night after they lose or the a night after the night after they lose and they should be able to win the game. Like most goalies are fucking fine.
0: Right, you no, know. I, you're not wrong. I'm just it's it is If you're fragile, you picked the wrong job. I I think that <laughs> it's fair to say that it's just it is worth noting that he's never lost back-to-back games in his very short career. Like not a lot of goalies can say that. So it's just it's just a kind of a fun fact that people have Attach themselves to Tuka Rask has lost Back to back games before But he's also played For 10 years And I get it It's a small sample size It's just neat it's, it's fun to run with People like the kind of That little story About how long Can he make it last I'm
1: not saying It's as stupid But it's definitely Not far from like If Jordan Binnington Had played 6 games And his record Was like 5-1 and one, They're like Oh he's never lost Back to back games Well yeah you remember like, but you've seen like stats like that where sometimes they just bring it up and it's right. like undeniably stupid. Like yeah. a pitcher's pitched sixteen innings and it's like, oh, he's never allowed to run. Well, yeah. I mean, that's still pretty impressive, but that's not that impressive. That's not how it works. It's two games.
0: It's not the idea when we thought of this <laughs> statistic.
1: Yeah, the fact that he pitched eight innings in both outings is more impressive. But yeah. laced up a baseball podcast. And, you know sometimes I don't have a good segue. Uh, this week's sponsor is Airedale Hunting and Fishing. Located in the balmy metropolis of Wawa, Ontario, Airedale has provided a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 remote fly-in outpost camps that helps pe- keep the lakes pristine and the fishing extraordinary. Our sweet, sweet boy Mike Wern is out there right now getting all the... The... Have we Fish. ever... do we, What does Mike actually do there?
0: Uh, he just fuels the planes up. Imagine... No, I'm pretty sure he just fuels the planes up. He's just a gas guy.
1: Couldn't the pilot just do that?
0: Nah. No time for that. Pilot's job is to get off one plane, climb in on another one, and it's ready to go.
1: Well, if he were a commercial airliner, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, I'm not expecting like a fucking WestJet pilot out there gassing up the plane. Folks, if you look out your right side window, you'll see me gassing up the plane. I'm your pilot. Power Gates is my name. Hello.
0: That's the experience they're going for. They want you to feel at home. Yeah. Like a commercial pilot.
1: Yeah. It should be more like a self serve, we should tell them. Like, you should just make the fucking people gas up the planes. It's a part of the training (laughs) video on the way in. It's just like, alright, here's here's what you do if a bear attacks you. Yeah, here's what you do if a fucking moose walks into your cabin, and here's how you gas up the planes.
0: You're going to have to know this if I go down with scurvy. What?
1: <laughs> is that a common problem at uh, Airedale? Um, to answer your question, no, it's not. Uh, Airedale is open from May 15th to October 31st, so it's fucking high season. It's, it's, it's time to go. It's time to start planning your trip. The boys are looking into it right now. I'm potentially hopping on a plane midway through July. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a great time. It's a great way to to experience the wilderness like wilderness like never before. Especially if you've never been to that area, it's quite a, a beautiful part of the land, you know. So, what were we gonna say?
0: It's it can't be any worse weather than what we've got here in June. It's 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 June. And it's, it's just miserable. So, so. T-
1: today, t- yeah, today, like, just, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in Thunder Bay, today it was, like, I don't know, 6 and rained the whole day. Like, it was horrible outside. And your mother, who lives in Rainy River, which is, like, four and a half hours from here.
0: Well, why don't you just give everybody her address while you're at yeah, it?
1: Yeah, but she she messages my mom. It was, like, 27 and sunny there today, according to your mom. I'm like, mm. how the fuck is that even possible? Four hours down the highway that it's 21 degrees warmer.
0: Weather, man. We'll get you.
1: Yeah. Did you see that report um, that the uh, the end of civilization is expected to happen by 2050 because of climate change? Sure. It's a new study that came out today. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, basically what I'm saying is you do have a limited time to enjoy Airedale uh, before the planet, planet melts into the sun. Uh, visit www.outpostcamps.com to plan your vacation and... Uh, Begin planning your trip to Airedale today. Nice. Yep. Yeah, it should be be a bleak and unfortunate future. Uh, But speaking of things that aren't bleak and unfortunate, Capo Caco is good. Uh, This happened a long time ago, like a week and a half ago, but again, we never got to meet. Capo Caco skipped the NHL draft combine, which is not something that's done typically, unless you're like injured. Um, so he could party with Team Finland after they won the Worlds, which I think is the most badass move I've seen from like a seventeen, eighteen year old kid.
0: Okay, now it is cool, but I will awesome. I will always wonder what his excuse was going to be if they won silver.
1: <laughs> he wasn't he, going. He regardless. already had the fucking trip planned. He eh? wasn't going regardless. So where do you th- where do you think they went? Like, what did they do? Do you think like Do you think he just had a separate trip planned with the boys? Like the Finnish team? No, just his friends. Oh no,
0: no. He, like, he went and party with the Finns for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like like does he call into the, the, the scouting combine if they win silver and just like yeah <coughs> I won't be there. I'm not feeling well. <laughs> I
1: I like I like how your impression of a potential future professional athlete Calling in sick to the professional athletes league that's trying to like give him a job is the equivalent of like a fifteen year old kid calling into fucking superstore saying he's not coming in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, like I'll let's, be at my
1: shift tomorrow, though.
0: Let's let's not kid ourselves here. The combine is the most ridiculous thing, like that. Hey, Mister
1: Henderson. Uh, actually, I'm really sick. There, my mom says I can't come in.
0: Yeah. But like. You're seeing it more and more. Like guys are maybe not skipping out the whole thing, but they're skipping events. Like I can't remember. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Hughes, but it was it was the next top American. I can't I can't remember his name at the moment. But uh, like he didn't do the um, the agility, like the one where you jump back and forth through the through the hoops. He's, like Who yeah, is this? The 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 second ranked American. I, I can't remember his name. He told them like I'm not doing that. Is like, American? Turcotte. That's that way. He said, I'm not doing that. They said, why? He's like, because I'm just bad at it, and it's got nothing to do with playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, put me on the ice. I will do any drill you want me to do on the ice. I'm not jumping through hoops, literally. See,
1: I think it's meant that, like, in the last five years... Players have just, like, have literally become the bosses at the NHL Combine. I think in about ten years it's going to be, like, the NHL executives are going to be doing the obstacles and, like, the players are going to be standing there with the clipboards. I'd watch that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Are you telling me that, like, imagine they did that ten years ago and you could watch, like, Jay Feaster jump through fucking hoops and stuff like that.
0: All right, come Do Dubas. the tire
1: run. How, many, oh, how now, many chin-ups can you do? See, like, he'd oh, make no. everyone look like a joke. And you'd have like John Chaka can't do one pull up. He's like Eric Foreman just dangling there. Yeah, Eric Foreman the uh, that '70s Show character, not the house doctor. Gotcha.
0: No, I, I don't know. I I hate the stupid combine. I'm, I'm glad Kakko didn't go. I hope more guys start turning it down yeah. in the future. I think, it makes no sense.
1: I think it is neat that the Combine has become less important over the last five ten years because, like, you know what honestly did it and, like, maybe not the best example considering, like, his career hasn't exactly got off to, like, the fucking hottest start, but was, like, a few years ago when Sam Bennett couldn't do a pull-up. Yeah. And everyone's like, you know, that doesn't really happen at the Combine. Like, all the guys can do pull-ups typically and, like, the guys who can't are not typically, like, top 15 picks or anything like that and sam bennett couldn't do it and everyone's like oh man like maybe sam bennett's gonna be a bust and like you know he's a fine NHLer. there's his struggles have nothing to do with him being able to do a fucking pull-up right it's just he's not i mean the best hockey player
0: we all know that the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game skipped the combine and i mean alex ovechkin has been fine ever since Fred so, hull yeah yeah, veteran didn't go to his combine. Like I don't think anyone was going to pass on you, him.
1: You can't tell me Brett Hull was able to do a pull up.
0: He was slim at one point. Yeah, cocaine in the eighties. That was you know. That was yeah, that's
1: true. You always forget about that. See now, what they should what they should do is you should have to go through the combine to get, like when you file your retirement papers. Why? <laughs> be f- more fun to watch the executives and the and the retiring NHL players. <laughs> All right. Be like a thirty-eight-year-old Carlo Koliakovo doing the fucking thing, you know. How
0: come you're retiring there, uh, Bryce? Oh, I've got CTE. I, <laughs> I, actually, I shouldn't be doing any of this.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah. You'll see more and more GM. See, you'll see more and
0: more GMs retiring early, thus eliminating the old boys club. You know, what will be fun to watch though. Mm-hmm. Is when because that's not for tires, and we can just watch him get all copped up on oh, uh, cocaine right. and, and do the combine this
1: was kind of this was kind of one of the bigger ones i guess for the for what we missed um i mean it it is it's big and it's not because like it depends how you look at it right um for those of you who are not aware uh a video was released last week of capitals forward evgeny kuznetsov hanging out in a vegas hotel room the video was from last june after the capitals had won the stanley cup at some point in the days afterwards um, Kuznetsov is seen in a room with, uh, some strange girls, and, uh, honestly, I don't even watch a fucking video, I guess some guys or something, I don't know who's actually in there, uh, but bottom line is there is uh, lines of white powder on the table in front of Kuznetsov that appear to be cocaine, uh, and obviously everyone jumped to the conclusion that it is obviously cocaine, um, meaning it's probably cocaine.
0: How, how, how does but, it look like cocaine? Is it because it's just in the lines, or... It's just
1: white lines. So oh. everyone's first thought was cocaine, but, like, people snort Adderall and stuff. So, like, it could have been anything. Um, it could have been anything. I list two drugs. Like, I mean, you can you can crush up pills. Any white pill from, like, a distance is gonna look the same as cocaine on a fucking, like, baking powder. Logic deterrent. You know, sure. I hope those girls are alright. Yeah, but anyway, so, um... Yeah, this video got out and obviously like the capitals are doing their own like internal investigation, but they didn't really comment on it much cuz kind of just said like, you know, I left the room shortly after nothing happened and blah 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 and that's basically it. Um nothing's going to happen here, right? No. Like how could how could anything happen? Like that's the one thing is like there there are, you have your idiots on the internet and most of them are, you know, like your uncles that uh, not your uncles but like your your uncles that's a leaf fan that uh, you know thinks that Trump has some really good ideas and you know that William Nylander is like the worst player in the NHL and shit uh, also think that you know Kuznetsov should be like fucking banished because they they shouldn't be doing that where like you know news flash half the league does cocaine for sure because like you know it is what it is like it's just it's something that's going to happen and until you start testing for it you it's only so illegal within the league Remember you can't when the prove said it's coke. They are gonna
0: test for it. And yeah, then they just never. Tested and then it, for it just
1: never came up again. And then now Cause, they're, they're cause probably they, gonna say it
0: again. They got like halfway down their like list of people to test, and they're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. we can't release this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I it's don't think one of those coke stays in
1: your system very long. I no idea. Like I, I, I could be. Ri- I'm. I'll, I'll. Should I Google it, or will that be something that maybe like I'll have my computer flagged by the government now? Ah, whatever. I'll Google it. You keep talking.
0: All right. Well, while uh, while Brutes is getting uh, arrested by the, how uh, long does cocaine yeah. show up on a drug test? Um, I don't know. I think it was. It's one of those things where like the capital's probably sat him down and said, "We get we one rule: don't make it public, and you can do as much as you want." And like now it's out there, and I don't. I don't know. This <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> two to three days
1: two weeks if you're a heavy user so just do less of it and you're fine
0: just don't do it in the season
1: yeah i mean what well, i mean like as someone who's never done it i would say just don't do it at all but like maybe i'm missing out so i don't know um but yeah like i don't like nothing's gonna come of it because like you can't you can't prove anything you just can't prove anything the the thing that got me about it and this was not a take I saw anywhere on the internet, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of the of the Ottawa Senators Uber incident. Who's the bitch, for lack of a better word, that was just sitting on this video for a year and just decided to put it out?
0: Is that how old it was?
1: Yeah. Well, was... they won the Stanley Cup last year.
0: Oh, I just thought this came out like two weeks ago. He was just in Russia after the World Championship. No, it's and... it's
1: in Vegas. After they won the Stanley Cup. Oh. It's from June of last year. Interesting. So some broad was sitting on this for a year. Or guy, I guess. And You never know. But someone was just sitting on this video for a year. And then just decided to, to put it out. Because, you know, they probably found a way to get hold of uh, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov. And said, hey, if you don't give me like $250,000, I'm going to put this video out. And Kuznetsov probably said, go right the fuck ahead. Like it's the same thing as the Yager with the with the girl thing a few years ago, right? Like, yeah. What the hell do I care? Like, what? what you know what I mean? What's going to happen? Like, the NHL going to ask me about it. I'm going to explain exactly what you just did, and then I'm not going to get suspended because I didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah. No. It's 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 a big story because social media made it one, and I don't
1: know. Well, it, it would be it's a big story because everyone can again spin the narrative and be like. Well, just because he wasn't doing it there doesn't mean he wasn't doing it earlier and doesn't mean he doesn't do it in his free time. Like, I've been in the same room as Cocaine. I don't fucking do it. You know? It's possible to be around it and not do it. So, like, how's Kuznetsov any different? Like, how's that any different? Like, just because he's in the same room just because it's there and some idiot took a video without his fucking consent? You know, it doesn't mean anything.
0: We all know he's doing it, though. So...
1: Dude, the guy does a Birdman celebration when he fucking scores goals. Of course he's on so, cocaine. See the video of him with the face-off dot? Yeah. <laughs> just, Tweaking. Just fidgeting away. It's like, whoa, bro. Relax. So You're going to get kicked out of the face-off circle. He doesn't. But, I don't know. I kind of hope he does. It would explain a lot more about his personality. It
0: would, it would make a lot more sense as to why he was in that room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do a top 10 players, I think, do Coke top 10, but that we could get sued for libel big time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could. I don't use my real name on this podcast. Um, I guess it's leaf season now. Oh, wait, not quite yet. Well, former leaf season. It's time to start the Leaf talk now, finally. Uh, Phil Kessel's in the news. Phil
0: Kessel. uh, Phil's a Jets fan. Sort of the Oscar Mayer wiener trip thing? He
1: won free hot dogs for a year. Jesus. (laughs) I've heard that can be a curse. I had 13 hot dogs today, kitty. Uh, Phil Kessel's in the news. It seems increasingly likely that Phil Kessel is to be traded this summer. The Penguins have mentioned that they are fine to keep Phil Kessel. I don't know. I feel like it's probably too far gone. I think they, they not have to trade him, but I think it is now within their best interest after openly saying he's a trade target for so long to, you know, maybe get him out of town there's probably a reason why they wanted to trade him because no other reason makes sense to me other than like he's not gelling with the team anymore because he had a fucking phenomenal season if you're gonna start parceling off assets i don't know if the guy that you brought in you coincidentally started winning stanley cups all of a sudden is the guy i don't know what the hell you do though if you're pittsburgh i mean if you're pittsburgh you fired jimmy rutherford but that's that's a different argument for a for a different episode this month. It's
0: really hard to take the sweet old man into the back room and sit him down and tell him that he can't come to the office anymore. Why not? He doesn't even know he's going there. He'll die. He's
1: got his fucking niece driving him there, kissing him on the cheek, and like, you call me when you're done, Uncle Jimmy. He'll die. I hope not. He's a sweet old man. He's a... He's past his prime as a general manager. Uh, But yeah, Phil Kessel, the, the rumor was initially that Phil Kessel would be going to the Minnesota Wild... Uh, there was speculation that it was Kessel and Jack Johnson for Victor Rask and Jason Zucker. Whether or not that was the trade, it doesn't matter at this point anymore because the report is that Phil Kessel. Shot that down. Chose not to wave to go to Minnesota.
0: No, thank
1: you. I think part of that is him not wanting to leave Pittsburgh. But I do think part of that is the Minnesota Wild have no earthly idea what they're doing. And, like, why would you want to wave to go to a team where the two players you're getting trade for, traded for, are on contracts that were just signed or they were just acquired within the last, like, year?
0: See, Zucker's
1: I, contracts new. They just acquired Victor Rask. They're doing what the Penguins are doing. They just seem to be bobbling their fucking assets at this
0: sent. I don't like at that At this argument. moment, because they
1: don't know what they want to do. I wouldn't want to go there. I don't,
0: I don't like that argument. Why not? Because... When you sign those guys and you acquire those guys to your team, maybe you don't have the opportunity to get a Phil Kessel. And now you do. And just because you just happened to sign that guy last year and acquired him last season, but wouldn't stop you from going out and acquiring a better player. Oh, I'm not blaming Minnesota. I'm, I'm saying, but why
1: would Phil Kessel want to go to a situation like that? I'm saying I don't blame Phil Kessel. I'm not saying Minnesota's stupid to make that offer. Obviously, at least in my opinion, Minnesota wins that deal. But
0: yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess I guess I see what you're saying. Like it's more of about a Phil Kessel thing. It's just to me
1: yeah. is like Phil goes there, he moves all his shit there, he gets committed to the Minnesota thing. Isn't he from Minnesota? Wisconsin. So he's from the Minnesota area. And then January comes around and the team's 19 and 25, and all of a sudden they're coming to you and they're like, hey, will you waive your no trade clause? Can you trade me somewhere where maybe I can like commit to winning? Is my thought. It's just, like, Minnesota's commitment to winning, I don't think is there, given the moves that they've made in the last year. It seems like they're trying to... I, I don't Honestly, I don't know what the fuck Fenton's doing. It's the weirdest GM I've ever seen in my life. But I'd rather go to, like, for example, Arizona, where it's like they can afford to fit you in, they need a goal scorer, they're obviously committed to winning Carolina, but same division. So, you know what I mean? But you'd rather go somewhere where, A, there's commitment to have you, B, there's commitment to win... Cause he's not young, I mean, maybe he wants to go to Florida, and well, not maybe Florida's a bad example. Maybe he wants to go just somewhere warm, and just retire there. And he's good with that, like the ducks or something, Where's and the like see them through. Schneider's, hot dogs. Ooh. Our first, second Google of the podcast, Schneider's head office. What do you What do you think? I think Schneider's is Canadian. Yeah, it is.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: Suck. <laughs> Kitchener, Ontario. <laughs> well, he already has a place. Uh,
0: Phil Kessel likes hot dogs. Do you think the Leafs are on the, his 10-team his list?
1: Is it, It's a 10-no or 10-yes? 10
0: 10-yes. 10 Probably. Hmm. I
1: would think yes. Solely based on the fact that a lot of players have been known to, like, when they have to supply a list include teams that are less likely, so that way they just don't get traded. Yeah. So I think Toronto, he would have put on there, because he'd be like, ah, they'll never take me back, but like, eh, Kyle Dubas.
0: And even if they did, I still Dubas got a place stupid. there. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I'd the be,
1: do you think Phil Kessel would welcome a return?
0: I think he would. I don't think the media would. It would
1: have would. to be different this time around, you would think. Because he's not the guy. Phil Kessel was the easiest whipping boy in the world last time around because it was like, you know, there was no one else on the team remotely good at hockey.
0: Man, he made Tyler Bozak and, and Joffrey Lupul look like borderline all-stars. Yeah. Pick a center, Phil. <laughs> Who do you want to play with this week? Phil Kessel and William Nylander. All right, next topic. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, I well, uh, we're, we're basically getting to Leafs talk here, so for those of you who are not uh, interested in hearing about the Leafs, uh, I guess turn off the right, we'll podcast. We'll see you next week. But, yeah, we'll see you next week. Um... There's no top ten. So should, I should, to should I just do my housekeeping now, maybe, so yeah, that way people uh, can turn it off if they want?
0: <laughs> it's not your worst idea.
1: Nah, stick around. I got an announcement for the end of the show. We'll save it till the end of the show.
0: Fantastic. You don't
1: even know what the announcement is. I don't. You know what it is, you just don't know what I'm getting at. Um... Yeah, but anyway, for the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the news because, I mean, you know, the the Stanley Cup Finals happening. What better things to talk about than the Toronto Maple Leafs and, you know, like Kuznetsov sitting around fucking baking soda on a table. Um, Patrick Marlowe is in the news. Uh, it's been reported by, I believe, Chris Johnston that uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Patrick Marlowe are set to part ways this summer, that Patrick Marlowe will not be playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs next season. Um, should we start there or should we combine it all into one?
0: Hey man, you're the host, you know, you, okay. uh, you make your call. Yeah, let's
1: combine all to one. We can just talk about the Leafs after that. Um, also reported, uh, since we talked last Nikita Zaitsev defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs has requested a trade from the Toronto Maple Leafs. You hate to see it. Um, yeah. So Marlo moving on Zaitsev has asked to come out to, to be traded. Now I don't want to minimize the contributions that these two players have made to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I do have to say. That if you talk to. Eh, I'll just say Leafs Twitter. I don't want to say Leaf fans. Because there's a lot of dumb Leaf fans. But the smart part of Leafs Twitter. Uh, that if you would have told them. That Marlowe and Zaitsev won out. That would have been the best possible fucking news. That we could have got.
0: I could probably get all office. six of those guys. In you know, a chat right now if you want. And... All six <laughs> Six
1: there, there's uh yeah there's uh Jeff Vallette, uh Mike Stevens Ian Tullock. is that everyone
0: Dangles all right
1: Dangles I don't follow Dangle but Dangles good he knows what he's doing uh, I got to follow him and uh yeah that's okay it. so that's four
0: it. and then you and me that's four. Like all six of us
1: <laughs> they don't and you know we yeah, don't, I mean, don't even talk to those other guys no. really Josh Josh knows what he's doing true yeah
0: he's in America though so he's, he's kind of <laughs> He's kind of out
1: there. He's a, he's a Boston boy now. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. This is um, This is good news, potentially. I mean, like, it's hard to imagine a scenario where Dubas acquires something even worse than these assets would be, you know?
0: Yeah, it's tough. Like, it's like, hard to
1: acquire an even more deadweight anchor. Like, you're not going to trade Zaitsev for another bad contract because you don't need to do that, you know? So... He's gonna come for some sort of an asset. It sounds like it sounds like there's a bidding war.
0: Besides like so. there's been multiple teams yeah.
1: that are for sure interested. The Canucks are super interested. He's been linked to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes as part of a larger trade. Uh, Florida,
0: I think. Devils, Vancouver, and I didn't even know for sure. I don't know about Florida. Fucking Islanders. Oh my God, that would be perfect. Yeah. Oh
1: man, give me an Islanders team. Where you add even oh. even worse fucking
0: possession guys, and then they end up winning like seventy games next year. As well as division buddies Tampa Bay, Tampa apparently is is in if they can't get Carlson. Did you hear that one? Um, s- somebody that Viat retweeted. I still think I'm missing one too. Like I think there's. But you're right. It, it is a bidding war. I think at this there's point. another
1: fucking team that we forgot. But anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, Mar- Marlo Marlo's easier logistically.
0: Well, I don't. Because, I don't like, agree. No, because the list of teams is, is small. He apparently only wants to play close to San Jose. So you're talking about five yeah. teams at best. Well,
1: but I mean, it, it's easier. It's easier to agree on a principal deal, I think, with those teams because San Jose would be tough, just given the situation that they're in. But the Ducks are gonna. They've said no. Be interesting. Okay. Well, I heard that they were in on him. Hmm. And then, uh, I, I, they were, for sure, but I don't know, maybe you've seen that's been disputed since. Uh, the Kings are another team, Kings, and yeah. the Coyotes are another team. Uh-huh. The, the fact of the matter is, is that if you have to trade Marlowe and fucking Jeremy Bracco for a low pick to just, like, pay them to take it, like, that's easy enough to agree in principle, because, like, I think the Leafs are willing to concede at this point that Patrick Marlowe is not a very big trade value asset, you know? Probably not. Like, enough. I think that that's they can at least concede that, so that helps the deal get done easier, because the Leafs aren't going to sit here and be like, oh, no, we want a second-round pick for Marlowe and then, you know, Bob Murray will tell Kyle Dubas to blow it out his ass, and, you know, that's the end of that. You know, Zaitsev's tar- harder because of the term, because of the cap hit. Um, it's got to be a certain team they probably have to give money back, depending who it is. Like, Vancouver might be able to afford to take them on, but... Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, though.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if, if the bidding war keeps up, then it's less of a problem. Yeah, it's interesting that we've heard kind of different things, because uh, on the Marlowe front, I've, I've read that Phoenix and Anaheim are both out, and that uh, um, the Kings are definitely in, and the only other team, obviously, left on the list is... Well, I I guess San Jose and and Vegas are both in the area. San Jose makes a lot of sense, but they're probably not looking to add age, given where they're
1: Uh, at. Well, they probably just won't have the option to take on cap space based on the fact that they're already going to lose players that they want to hang on to. They're not going to want to add deadweight salary. Um, Vegas is going to be lucky to only lose one of their players this offseason, essentially. They're going to have to get really creative. Like, if Vegas wants to
0: send Colin Miller back our way, then for sure. giddy up. But. And, and another thing to consider here, too, is if, the say the Leafs were to retain 50% of Marlowe's contract. Sure. That still has to be looked at as a win. That's that's still a win. Well, you save you yourself $3 million fan. of dead exactly. space. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You get half that contract off your books. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. But.
1: It's not ideal, but it's better off than the scenario that you thought you were going to be in coming into the exactly. off season, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know why these teams are are gonna make this happen and, and let the Leafs off the hook. But if, if it if it comes to fruition, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be upset about it. I I wish both those guys success because um, I think Patty deserves a cup. Uh, I think his career has dictated that he's he's probably he's earned it at this point. It never never came to came to be in San Jose and. The Leafs couldn't make it happen for him in Toronto in in, in a short time, and then Zaitsev. I, I think that I think there's something in Zaitsev. Uh, and I I I think maybe it got lost in Toronto between Babcock and his own mental struggles, and maybe the media getting because apparently he's one of those guys that really reads into what people are talking about online. Yeah, it's about bad. him. So I I would like to see him get a fresh start, maybe somewhere out, out of the spotlight. And I I think he, there's some skill there still yeah. to be had. So
1: yeah. I am um, I'm not saying I'm arguing with you here but I, I I've heard the I don't get why other teams are gonna help out the Leafs and I, I don't other teams aren't helping out the Leafs I mean they are but you know there are clearly teams interested in these players for a reason Patrick Marlowe the Leafs are probably going to pay you to take they're gonna give you a prospect that you weren't gonna get uh, otherwise probably and there's a very real chance. That these teams are banking on the hope that if Marlowe plays sixty games in, let's say, Anaheim, that maybe they can convince him to fly out to Columbus for two months to try and win a cup or something next spring, and get another asset for him. His assets low now; it doesn't mean it's going to stay that low. I think is what a lot of people are looking at. That's that's my thought on Marlowe. And the worst case scenario, he retires with you, then fine. You still got Jeremy Bracco or something out of the deal. Yeah, you know. The rumor's Bracco, that's why I keep saying uh, Bracco, but, you know, it could be anyone. Um, It could be Sandine. imagine. Um, With Zaitsev, I agree with you there. I I still think there's something there, um, because he's had flashes of brilliance as a Leaf. I mean, his whole rookie season, uh, I don't know if he earned that contract exactly, but he earned pretty close to that contract, at least in terms of the money, maybe not the term. But he looked like he was a legitimate top four NHL defenseman his rookie year. All of a sudden, he got the yips, and then, you know, maybe he read into it too much online, and he never could never get himself out of that, except for brief, you know, little phases here and there. I I don't know. But I I do think there is still value there. It's just the contract is kind of why I'm surprised teams are as interested in him. Um, Because the contract's pretty sketchy. But there is a rumor now, and this is what I wanted to get at. uh, The big rumor is the... Uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Nikita Zaitsev to Carolina for one of Pesci, Justin Falk, or Dougie Hamilton. Let's say it's Dougie Hamilton, because I don't want to split hairs on the other two defensemen there. But Dougie Hamilton is probably the most valuable of those three. Do you like that? Don't love it. No? No. I am really skeptical about Dougie Hamilton. Yep. And I feel like that's one of those deals where he'd probably prove me wrong if i get to watch him every night play less than cuz the other thing is he's probably played less minutes in toronto than he has on other teams cuz they don't lean on him quite as much because i can't believe i'm saying this the leafs decor is might be better than other decors he's played for before but the way i look at it is that you're essentially again paying a team to take a long contract that you don't want and you're still getting a good player out of it like I, th- I I that's how I kind of look at that potential with Carolina.
0: Here's uh here's an idea for you. Sure. What if uh what if the Leafs trade Zaitsev Pittsburgh for Phil Kessel and then just re-sign Jake Gardner? <laughs>
1: um well, I mean and that's something that they could potentially do. One of the other rumors is that uh it's um Zaitsev to Vancouver for Stetcher. You don't like Stetcher. No. So, why not?
0: Show your work, sir. Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting my players mixed up here. Let me sure let me do a, a quick Google you, you, of my own.
1: You thinking Tim
0: Schaller? That might be it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Troy Stetcher's the really fast, smart, offensive defenseman. Little guy.
0: Troy Stetcher there he is. I don't watch a lot of Vancouver I don't stay up late enough for Vancouver that's games, fine. you know he he says gets a lot of Tory twelve thirty at night.
1: He gets a lot of Tory crew comparisons. Yeah. But just hasn't really got that in terms of numbers yet, but that's that's an
0: argument for another day. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Given the fact that I had to look this guy up, uh, maybe, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Sure. not too familiar with his work, so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Leafs need to get a defenseman back in this deal for it to be a win.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't uh, complain if the Leafs found just about any way to clear uh, close to $11 million off the cap. Yeah. just Given the circumstances. Sign Eric Carlson.
0: Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Well, apparently, Eric Carlson's looking into a return home to the Ottawa area. So sure. He knew it was close to Ottawa. Toronto.
1: Mmm. I thought you were maybe talking about Smith Falls, Ontario.
0: Ooh. Be yeah. a bear. Go Bears. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, uh, the good news is the Leafs look like they're going to get out of some sort of a jam here, which is just crazy. It's cool.
0: I can't believe it's happening.
1: Like, if that were to happen, say those two players get traded... And traded for like not bad contracts. Uh, the worst contract on the team is arguably like fucking Zach Hyman now, <laughs> which is pretty fucking good. True. Or Connor Brown, I guess. Probably Brownie. Yeah, two point yeah. one for Brownie. It's a little high. Yeah. Still well, not bad though.
0: The good news is, is we've still got thirty seasons left to try to win a cup before the end of civilization. Yeah,
1: that's true. Well, and actually, you know what? Um, they said twenty fifty. So you know you got to adjust, like, give or take a year. We maybe have, like, 33 to maybe 28 years. But, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, That's the end of uh, Laced Up Apocalypse podcast for this week. Uh, I would like to thank our sponsor, Airedale, yet again, for uh, pouring in the funds for us. Um, We apologize for last week not being around for you, but uh, we will be back throughout June, one way or another. Uh, there's a decent possibility that the last week of June, James is going to have someone else with him, and then there's a decent possibility that I'll have someone different with me. Apparently, the first uh, week of July, but uh, but we'll be around for sure. We'll be here for you. We'll be we'll be we'll be getting things done. I did have one announcement I wanted to make uh, about a, a not really a bonus episode because it's going to be the regular show, but just so you know what's happening because uh, we will not be coherent enough to explain it. As it's happening, uh, June 19th is otherwise known as NHL Awards Day, as everyone knows. It's an international holiday. Um, James and I figured that instead of talking about the NHL Awards, um, and probably nothing else because it's the deadest week of the month, uh, we were just probably, we're just going to get drunk and watch the NHL Awards and we'll record a podcast during it and we'll do it like a uh, like a movie commentary, like we did Miracle. Is deadest a word? The deadest. There's no way that could be a word. <laughs> that couldn't mean anything. The... It is the dead week of the... Deadest? Is deadest a word? The most dead? I feel like I've heard Bob McKenzie say deadest. Dead? No, it's not a word. Mm. Uh, it is the it is the most deceased. That still yeah. doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, we're, that's June 19th, so that'll be out probably June 20th for you guys if you don't want to watch the uh, awards that night. Just by themselves. If you'd rather us uh, make fun of the NHL awards, well, there you go. You got an option. So
0: the the better option here is to uh, to record the awards, watch it Thursday, sync it up with our voices. Boom! You've got pure comedy gold. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I meant. Yeah, follow us on
1: Twitter, on Facebook. Even though we haven't updated that in a while, that's James's job. He's really fucking not taken to that. Been out of town. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the episodes we've recorded the last like four months, you've been out of town, or I've been out of town, so there you go. Um, yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter as well, as well as uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Clomper Portugal Radio. Uh, we do have an Instagram account, I have never updated it. Nice, so.
0: just photos of the mics. Yeah. Recording tonight, same photo, same mic.
1: Uh, it's literally just, like, the profile picture is the yellow laced-up logo, and that's it. We have never posted a photo. We have one follower. Mike Warren. Mike Mm Almost. Yeah. So, there you go. Okay. I'm good. You good? Oh, yeah. I'm the one that's good. See you later. Have a good time.
0: Bye-bye. Well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. I like your hat.